0: This message was recorded at the Redeemed Christian Church of God
1: Salvation Center, where we're maximizing potential and fulfilling destiny. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to the following message. Prayers, we're going to the word. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you. Master, Savior, we thank you. Thank you for leaving your throne in heaven and coming on earth just for us. We appreciate that. Lord, as we look into your word of life this morning, that day I ask, oh God, that you will open our eyes of understanding that we may understand scriptures in the name of Jesus. Uh, the scripture said about the, uh, the disciples of Jesus on the road to Emmaus, they were confused about what was happening until Jesus opened their understanding. Lord, open our understanding this morning in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. So all the sermon notes that I owe from last Sunday and from Tuesday, I have uploaded them. Uh, Pardon me for the tackiness uh, on that. Uh, Is it tardiness now? Uh, But they are online now. And today's sermon is also online already, if you have the church app. If you don't have the church app, I encourage you to download the church app. Uh, That's how we're sending information church-wide. Now, we have uh, about uh, 690 subscribers on the app at this time, so if you are not one of them, please, I encourage you to, to join. As I begin this morning, I want to talk about what I've titled Trust and Obey. And I want to take that hymn, Trust and Obey, for there's no other way. Uh, if uh, you can project the words, that would be fine, so that we can all uh, sing along. I have the words here, so I have nothing to re- worry about. You know, but uh, Trust and Obey is a popular, uh, popular one. You should be able to pull it up uh, very quickly. Let's rise to our faith. About next Sunday, we will see all that you can do. (laughs) The Lord will help you in Jesus' name. Friends, trust is very, very fundamental to our lives. We trust in many ways that we don't even understand. Uh, We're talking about trust in the Lord today, but before we get to that, I want to help us understand what I mean when I say trust and obey. We cannot continue to live life all suspicious of everybody and everything. Trust is fundamental to our lives. For example, you trust your doctor. You go to the doctor's office. The doctor checks you, and he says, this is what is wrong with you. Uh, For example, right now, they do a test, and they say, you are COVID negative. You are COVID positive, and all hell breaks loose from there. You know, before you got the diagnosis that you were positive, you just felt a little ache. But once it's confirmed, you say, my head, my (laughs) knees, my shoulder, everything begins to ache. Why? Because you trust in what has just been said to you. And then they make prescription. They give you a prescription, take it one, three times daily. We set alarms and all of those things. You know why? We trust in the word's of the doctors. And many of us, we we are familiar with this, you go to the doctor's office, you go anywhere where they require some of your personally identifying information. Is that your social security? You give it to them, to a total stranger that you don't know from anywhere. That is trust. Many of us trust in many ways that we ourselves have not really identified yet. We send our children off to school for teachers to speak into their lives, to teach them stuff. Total strangers that you don't know. You don't know what they are teaching your children. That's why it's important for us as parents, when children go to school, uh, try to get a feedback from them. To know what the teachers are saying to them. Praise the Lord. We trust in our system. We trust in the government with trust in the social security system. Do you know the next time you get your social security statement, I want you to read through it. Most people don't. Read through it very carefully. You will see in fine print in the bottom, they have made a declaration that around 2032, yes, uh, Pastor Abiola, about 2032, the social security will become not able to pay fully, out to people that needs, if you maybe they're supposed to pay you 2000 They themselves, have, have, they have admitted that they may not be able to pay out. But we trust in the system. Many of us invest in 401ks, and I'm not saying don't. You know, actually, I took a break from Social Security, but I'm paying now. Amen? But I'm, what I'm trying to do is to show you that you are capable of trust. And you trust without knowing already. The only challenge we have is how much or how well do we trust in the word of the Lord. To trust is very important. To trust is the way forward. To trust, without trust, there's no going forward. There's no path forward as a child of God if we don't trust in the Lord and Savior. There's a story that I, I saw that I would write, like to read to us. is on the app, so you can read along on the app. Uh, I called it, uh, well, it was titled Trust and Triumph. Uh, and it reads, a beautifully touching story emanated from Phoenix, Arizona, a few years ago. A, a few years ago, this book was published in 1986, so a few years ago is a long time ago. But true life story, true life story. It was the account of a seven-year-old boy who accidentally fell into a 275-feet well. That's deep. For 45 minutes, the lad was trapped in darkness with multiple fractures. Daddy, get me out of here. He yelled out. Don't worry, son. Don't be scared. We will get you out. Those were the words of the father to the son for 45 minutes. And a seven-year-old was able to hold his own. Guess what? Because of the assurance of the father. He trusted in the voice of the father that he was hearing. Let's continue to read. The father said to him, Just push against the sides of the pipe so you don't sink. Eventually... Proper rescue equipment arrived. A rope was lowered into the well. Mr. Stage, the lad's father, gave specific instructions how to place the rope over his shoulders and beneath the arms and to hold on. The boy obeyed. Somebody say, the boy obeyed. And was lifted up to safety. The father commented, he always did mind good. Irrespective of grammar, (laughs) irrespective of the father's grammar, there existed a trustful relationship between father and son. A similar, a similar rapport that should exist between a Christian and God. The title of the sermon this morning is "Trust and Obey." Many of us can we we know the scriptures. We have memorized the scriptures. We can quote the scriptures, but do we trust in the word of the Lord? Do we trust in what God has said? The scripture says, give, and it shall be given back unto you. Good measures, pressed down, shaking together, and running over, shall men give unto your bosom. Do you believe that? Amen. The Bible says in Malachi, it says he will rebuke the devourer for your sake if you pay your tithe and your offering. Do you trust God enough to say, here is my tithe, here is my offering because I believe the word of the Lord. Many of us know about God, but we don't trust him. We don't trust in his word. We don't believe. So Many of us are like that little boy. We're, find, we're trying to find a way out of life, how to navigate through the jungle of life. But we are listening to many voices other than the voice of God. There are many influences in our lives that we obey and we follow. Is just not God. Somebody said uh, someone knows a lot of things, but they just know a bunch of things that ain't so. Amen? We know the wrong things. But the focus today is on trust. We're all trying to figure it out. But God has given us specific instructions in his word. For example, the Bible says that with your own ears, Isaiah chapter 30, 21, it says you will hear him. You will hear God. Do you believe that you can hear God? Do you trust in God speaking to you? You know, one of the examples I give here anytime I talk about this is a parent that has not given their child instructions and they are punishing the child for doing something wrong when you have not given them instruction. You are wrong. You cannot punish someone for something you have not instructed them about. Praise the Lord. So God in his word has made very clear to us what his expectations are of us. When we talk about trust and obey today, as we will be, what we are talking about, the object of our trust must be the almighty God. Amen. In marriages, some marriages are broken down because there's no trust. I told you the story before. Uh, there was a, a, a man that just suspected that his wife was up to something at work, that she was having an affair with somebody at work. The woman came home after work one day and suddenly remembered, "Oh, I left this file at home. I'm having a meeting in the morning. After she had taken a bath and everything, she took off her nightgown, dressed up, ran to the office to get the file, and ran back home. The husband said to himself, today, I will catch her today. (laughs) Today today is the day. So when she left, said, honey, I forgot a file. I'm running to the office. As soon as, he pretended as if he was dozing off on the couch. As soon as she drove off, he drove after her. Went to the office and put his ear to the window. And everything he had imagined in his head, he was hearing. And there was nothing happening there. Marriages have been destroyed for lack of trust, for lack of trust. But today, what I want to do, because this is Christmas season, yes, yes. I, I want us to uh, look at the story of Mary, the mother of Jesus, and pull our example from there. Uh, let's read Luke chapter 1, and we we'll read from verse 26 to 38. Luke chapter 1 from verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. May you find favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor, David. Verse 33 and he will reign over Israel forever his kingdom will never end mary asked the angel but how can this happen i am a virgin verse 35 the angel replied the holy spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you so the baby will be born uh, so the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the son of God. Verse 26. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren. Malika satanda Labadegede. Pastor Ibuku gave a word earlier. He said, as many as desire the fruit of the womb. He said, God will give you the fruit of the womb. The Bible says Elizabeth that used to be called barren. Elizabeth that used to be called barren is now with a child six months. If they have called you barren before, that name is about to change. You didn't hear it. I said that name is about to change. But she has conceived a son and and is now in her sixth month for nothing. Is impossible with God. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said uh, about me come true. And then the angel left her. Listen to me. Uh, Many many of us are familiar with this story. You've had it read many times. You have probably read it yourself many times. And because we have read it many times, there's, there's a familiarity there that we might be missing certain details. And I put a few things, a few reminders there for us. The Mary that has been talked about here is not a full-grown woman. Amen? The Mary that we're talking about here is not a 25-year-old that is ready to be married. The Mary we're talking about here, according to Bible historians, was the a teenager, tops, maybe 15. Some even say maybe 12. Young baby, a child. This is a child. This is a child that the angel appears to and the angel told to her all the things that we have just read. So you're going to, be, you're going to have a child and that son is going to be great. It will rule on the, on the throne of Israel forever. I said all of these things. He said, but I'm a virgin. He said, don't worry about it. The Holy Ghost is going to make it happen. Think about her. A, let's say 15. A 15-year-old girl has a dream that this was going to happen. What do you think she's, she's thinking in her mind? Amen. Number two, the angel said to her, you're going to be pregnant, and you're going to be pregnant Out of wedlock. The angel did not say, okay, we're going to wait for you and uh, Joseph to be married, and then we'll just plan to bring the pregnancy in. No, 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 no. So it's a double whammy for her. Not only is she pregnant now, she's pregnant of the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Amen. Amen. At least if it was for Joseph. They can say, Well, we were going to be not to say it's right, <laughs> you know, you say, at least we were going to be married, but not for Joseph. And now she's pregnant, and she's claiming it's of the Holy Spirit. But look at her response. Her response is what I want you to focus on this morning. Verse 38. In her response, he says, everything. He said, Mary responded and said, I am. The Lord's servant. That is an absolute statement there. She's saying, I'm the Lord's servant and everything you have said about me, let it come true. Let it come true. Regardless of the consequence. Think about some of the instructions that God has given you. Think about some of the things that you're struggling with now relative to what Mary probably had to go through. No wonder the Bible says that unless we become like little children, we are not fit for the kingdom. You know why? Because children are innocent. When you compare her response to the response of Zechariah a few verses prior to this, Zechariah plain told the angel, don't be messing with me. What's wrong with you? Like, Can't you see? biologically, this is impossible? I'm old. My wife is old. How is this going to happen? That's a statement of doubt. The, the response of Mary saying that, how is it going to happen, seeing that I'm a virgin, what she's saying is, will I have to defile myself for me to get pregnant and then have this baby, and the Holy Spirit, the angel said, "No, you don't have to do anything like that." He was not. Her question was not about doubt at all. Her question was more about righteousness. That how can this be, seeing that I'm a virgin, and I don't want to defile myself. Amen. Her childlike faith is what caused her to respond. The way she responded. You know, for us adults, because of the vicissitudes of life, you have tried many things, you have failed in many things, you begin to gauge everything. Everything, you are critical. You have said, if I do this, this will happen. If I do that, God must not be knowing what He's talking about. Many of us have become smarter than God. Because we reason and reason and reason and reason and we reason God out of the equation. Praise the Lord. Trust. Trust. Trust is what God has called us to. The Bible says in John chapter 3, you know it, John three sixteen, and I'm going to read verse 18 as well. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten so that whosoever believed. Believe, there's no trust without belief. If I say I believe in you, Ben, what I'm saying is I have confidence in you. I trust that what you have said you will do, you will do. I believe in you. If there is no belief, there is no trust. So what he's saying here, that whoever believes, everyone who believes, everyone who trusts, will not perish, but have eternal life. And verse 18, verse 18, it says, there is no judgment against anyone who believes in him, but anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only son. Trust is the way to success. If I'm going to succeed in my work with God, if I'm going to succeed in the things that God has spoken concerning me, I must trust in the word that has been given to me. Praise the Lord. Listen to this. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. It says, trust in the Lord with what? All your heart. Without doubt. If God has said it, that settles it. Amen? Amen? Somebody said, if God said it, I believe it, that settles it. Even if you don't believe it, if God has said it, it is settled. It's a settled matter. Amen? He said, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. (laughs) This right here, this right here, is not consistent with many people's life today. Christ's. It's not consistent because the reverse is true of us. We depend more on our own understanding and calculation. Friends, one of the things that I found out about my life, let me speak to my life, is that the more I obey, the better it gets ultimately. The problem with many of us is this, and I agree with you. The problem with many of us is this. Because of the age we live in, everything is instant. Everything is instant. So if I obey now, I expect the reward now. So if the reward is delayed, then this thing must not be true. There's a set of things that have waited on the Lord for a few years. But when the right time came, in one setting, in one setting, Like five, six, seven things came together by itself. All by itself, to the glory of God. Praise the Lord. But you must trust in him. You must trust in him. You know, and I think I've shared this with you before. For like three years, the IRS was auditing me. Three years. Every year I file my taxes. They come back and say, you have to explain this, you have to explain that. You know why? Because they could not understand how anyone can give 30, 35% of their income to charity. They so say, how are you surviving? How are you living? There must be, a, you, you must be making up the number somewhere. It's all they were concerned about. And I, every time I explain everything, the only time I paid them, maybe I paid them $35. They say, okay, everything is balanced but you owe $35. You owe $35. I paid that $35. Amen? What I was doing back then is I put my knee to the side and I said, God first. I had confidence that no matter what, God would take care of me. And did he? Oh, absolutely yes. Absolutely yes. You know, uh, my father-in-law died. We're going to Nigeria in January. I told my wife this past week. <laughs> I said, "You better thank God. If Daddy would have died two years ago, I would have prayerfully sent you to Nigeria." <laughs> I praise the Lord. To the glory of what? Glory of God. I bought both our tickets. Nobody is sweating. Nobody is struggling. Ah, hey, oh, where are we going to get money from? No, no, no. Everything that has been requested is paid for. In fact, they said the in-laws have their own contribution. I'm not afraid. (laughs) Bring it on. Bring it on. But listen, listen to me. What I'm saying to you this morning is you must, Trust God even in the face of adversity. Yes. Many people will say, oh, when I have money, I will really serve God. If you are not serving him now, you won't serve him later. Oh, if I, when I have plenty of money, then I will pay. Tithe. If you can't pay tithe over $100, who told you when you have 10000 you will pay? <laughs> You won't. Trust and obey. Trust is what will bring you to that place of breakthrough in life. One of the things, listen, one of the things I've found about life is that the enemy has a way of taking from us that thing that belongs to God. If you don't give it to God, one way or another, you're going to give it. Is either somebody steals something from you or somebody they don't what's some, some way or another, the enemy, the devil will get it out of you. So I have made up my mind and I've made a decision that I'm going to put God first. What is trust? Trust is very simple. Trust is firm belief or faith in the real reliability, truth, or ability or strength of someone or something. A firm confidence in the ability of God is what it means to trust God. So, can God take care of me? I absolutely believe it without any shadow of doubt. Without any shadow of doubt. That is why confidently I can always put God first. Because I know he will take care of the rest. He will take care of the remainder. Too many people are fearful. Oh, if I do this, if I do this for God, what will happen to me over here? What will, K Sarah, Sarah, what will be, will be. Whether you obey God or you disobey God, what will happen, it will happen. So why don't you obey God and then stick with that? David, David says something in Psalm 37, 3 to 5. Psalm 37, 3 to 5. Listen to this. He said, trust in the Lord and do good. If David writes about something to us, we should pay attention. You know why? David was a man that was selected by God, appointed by God, anointed by God. I mean, every good qualification you can put there. The Bible says he's the apple of God's eye. David was one uniquely special gentleman to God. But it did not stop him from being a fugitive for about 13 years. He was in the jungle of life. Fighting for survival. Struggling to rise above water. If you look at the life of David, you will think maybe God has forgotten him. You know, because Saul kept trying to kill him. Saul kept trying to kill him. And many times it seemed like he was going to succeed. He threw a javelin at him. He only missed by by inches. Amen. The whole army of the nation was after him. But God kept him. When the fullness of time came, the Bible says he became king over Judah. And then when the fullness, the fullness, fullness came, all the people. Someone say all the people. All the people gathered themselves together and say, David, we want you to be our king. He did not raise a finger. He didn't fight any battle to win that throne. What God has spoken concerning you, the word of God concerning you, the real question is, do you trust in the ability of God to deliver on what he has spoken? I'm telling you, that is the real question. The real question is, do I Confidently believe in the abilities of God. When you believe, to obey is well, it's not easy, but you will obey. Why? Because you know the one that has spoken and you know the one in whom you have believed. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord somebody. Trust in the Lord and do not lean on your own understanding. He said, with all of your heart, trust in the Lord and do not lean on your own understanding. Uh, 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 Let's read that uh, Psalm again, Psalm 37, verse 3. Trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. You see how it connects the two? He said, if you trust in the Lord, you will dwell safely in the land and then you will prosper. It may look like things are not coming together for you just yet, but wait on him. Trust in the Lord. He is not man that he will lie, neither the son of man that he will repent. Whatever God has said that he will do, he will do it. You say, oh, but all my uh, uh, contemporaries, they have gone ahead of me. Let them go. Let them go. If that bus is going to crash, do you know? Do you want to crash with that bus when it crashes? Let them go. In your own time, God will take you where you need to be. Hallelujah. In your own time, God will take you where you need to be. You say, but this suffering is too much. I agree. God is teaching you and is training you. Saul got the throne without any kind of training. (laughs) David, after the 13 years in the wilderness, by the time he got to the throne, God didn't have to correct him twice. Go and read the story of David. Whatever he did wrong, he did it once. Once it's corrected, I say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, I don't, want to be, I don't want to fall into the hands of, let, let me just obey. Praise the Lord. What, that, what does that tell us? That tells us that we are all a work in progress in the hand of God. Right? What God is not saying here is that you have to have it all together. But where you are, trust him. Trust him with your life. Trust him with your substance. Trust him with everything that you have. He said, but the year is coming to an end. Let the year end. At least you are alive. Yeah. Amen? Wow. You are alive. It is only over when we check the box and we leave this earth but as long as I'm alive there is hope for me Amen. as long as you are alive there is hope for you you know what the scripture says in job chapter 14 job 14 verse 7 he said there is hope for the tree after it is cut listen to this very interesting he said even a tree has more hope excuse me a tree if, I, if a tree has more hope, I have better hope. He said, even a tree has more hope. If it is cut down, it will sprout again and grow new branches. Our pastor told us. He said, you have lost something this year. God will restore it. Amen. Amen. That's exactly what the scripture is saying. He said, even a tree has more hope. If it is cut down, it will sprout again. And grow new branches. Let's jump to verse fourteen, uh, verse uh, 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 nine. Verse nine, quickly, please. Verse nine. Thank you. Listen, someone say, at the scent of water. At the scent of water, it will bud, and sprout again, like a new seedling. The scent of water there is at the word of God. The Bible says, as waters cover the sea, let the revelation of the word of God cover the earth. The water there is like the word of God. It means at revelation, when you receive a revelation of the word of God. You say, at that revelation, you will sprout again. You will bud again. The challenge I have is... Is many of us, we have received men. In fact, the prophecies that have been said to you, you have even forgotten. That is what. <laughs> if you have forgotten the prophecy, you didn't believe it. You didn't believe it. If you didn't believe the prophecy, how is it going to happen? He says, as you trust in the Lord, he said, that way you will prosper in the land. The way the the word of prophecy will prosper is your trust and confident belief in the word that God has spoken to you. Mary said, Mary said, I am the Lord's servant. Let it be unto me. Everything that you have said, let it come to pass. That is why in verse 45, Luke 1 verse 45, uh, Elizabeth said to Mary, He said, there shall be a performance. That's the old King James. He said, there shall be a performance of those things that have been spoken to the one that believes. Let's read it in uh, 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 King James. King James, very quickly. He said, and blessed is she that believed. Why? For there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. You have had many things said. You have had many prophecies said to you. You have been given the word of the Lord. You have had many sermons. In fact, some of this you have had before. You have had many sermons, but you have not believed. And until you be until you believe, until you have that confident belief in what you are hearing. He's saying there will be no performance. May there be a performance Amen. of the spoken word Amen. in your life, Amen. in your family, Amen. in your business, Amen. in your walk with God, Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's rise to our feet. We're going to close. Let's rise to our feet. We're going to close. Many people have confidence, believe in things other than God. That's the challenge we have. That's the problem we have. Praise the Lord. Watch this. The Bible says in Hebrews, no, not Hebrews, Habakkuk. Habakkuk chapter 2, 18 to 20. Habakkuk or Habakkuk, however you say it. Habakkuk, that's what Pastor called Habakkuk. (laughs) Uh, Chapter 2, 18 to 20. He said, what good is an idol carved by man or a cast image that deceives you? How foolish to trust in your own creation, a God that can't even speak. And I know many of us don't have any carved image. Well, I believe you don't. (laughs) We don't have carved image in the corners of our room. But the idols we have today are things like our career, our jobs. Some people, their spouses are idols to them. Some is their wealth. Some is their social security. Some is their 401k. You check it 15 times a day. Ah, It's growing. You know know why you are laughing? You know it's true. (laughs) Because once the, the stock market has a bad week, let me go. (laughs) Let's see how far. Can I remind you of something this morning? I'm way past time now, but this is important to mention. I was just researching. The thought came to mind, and then I went to research a little bit more. Very sad story. You know about Bernie Madoff. He made off with a lot of people's money. He's a Ponzi skin, but many people invested in it. In fact, there were people that were retired, and they retired as millionaires because of their portfolio, and after that incident, they had to go back to work because their portfolios were depleted. What am I saying? Only God can be absolutely trusted. Only God. Madoff is in prison pretty much for life. 150 years, he was sentenced. His two sons were the ones that routed him out. I I just read that. One of the sons committed suicide one year after his sentencing. Four years later, the other son died of cancer. And he's in prison for life. Billionaire. What is it that we're chasing after? At the neglect of God. We have abandoned God and we are focused on all these things. Lift up both hands to heaven this morning. Every eye closed, every head bowed. And I want you to talk to the Lord. I believe many of us, if not all of us, need to repent. Say, Lord, I'm sorry for putting you in the back burner. I trust in my investments. I trust in my doctors. I trust in my job, my employer, but I've neglected you. Have mercy on me, Lord. Have mercy. We hope you've been blessed by this message. We encourage you to fellowship with us here at Salvation Center if you are in the San Antonio area. For
0: more information, visit our website at www.rccgsanantonio.org.